Hi, welcome to the Lawcast. My name is Melanie Thorley and I'm a solicitor here at MJT Law. Today we are looking at part four of Legally Blonde. Now Legally Blonde is quite an old movie. Uh, it's got Reese Witherspoon in it and it's about a uh, postgrad who goes to law school in America at Harvard. Now in America, law is a postgrad, so you've already done one degree and now you're doing this law degree. Uh, and so it is more like a master's um, or equivalent to here. Uh, in Australia, most people go to law school as an undergrad. Uh, you can go to law school as a master's. It's a very similar program, um, but that is by far the, the, the not the norm. And uh, this is Elle at the end. She is uh, heading into court for the first time. Okay, so... What are you the, so happy about? You're on trial for murder. The defendant's just walked in and she's sitting there, she's smiling, she's looking really good for being in jail. And, and she's basically just fired the lawyer. And Al is about to walk in. She's wearing open-toed shoes, she's wearing sandals that are sparkly, and she's got no stockings on, and she's wearing a pink dress with no jacket. Hell no, people! <laughs> I mean, it all looks very spectacular. But it is, it is not realistic. So if you turned up without a jacket on uh, in front of the judge, you would have to, you would, you would have to um, excuse yourself. So what that means is you would have to ask the judge to, um, to forgive you for not wearing a jacket in front of him or her. Now the judge can say, yeah, look, I'm, I'm not putting up with that. You can leave, uh, which has happened in the past. Um, it's probably changed a little bit now and, and the protocol has moved on slightly, but it would have been very unusual back when I first started, um, when I first started law school and I was a lawyer to not wear stockings uh, in court and open toe shoes is a, is a bit of a protocol problem too. So she's basically ticked every let's not do it box and uh, they're just, they're about to speak to the the lawyer that's sitting there, um, and he's about to get kicked out. Supreme Judicial Court ruling 3.03. See? Thank you, David. Counselors, approach the bench. <laughs> now, the judge is gone. What the hell's going on here? I'm sorry, maybe you didn't hear me. You were fired. Counselors, now, all of you. Counselors being the lawyers, everyone's got up from behind the chairs, they've walked up towards the judge. Al Woods, Your Honor. Rule 3.03 of Supreme Judicial Court states that a law student may appear on behalf of a defendant in criminal proceedings. Your Honor, I have no problem with this. I do. I'm not allowing it. So the first person to speak was the other side, and I do, I won't allow it, is the uh, old lawyer. The ruling also states that you need a licensed attorney to supervise you. Mr. Callahan. That I won't agree to. Uh, I'll supervise, Your Honor. Well then, Ms. Woods, proceed. Thank you, Your Honor. Okay, so Miss Woods or Reese Witherspoon's now been okayed to uh, defend this uh, criminal space. Now her friends are now turning up in in the courtroom. Enjoy prison. And uh, the lawyer's just leaving. Mrs. Wyndham, you do realise what you're doing. Absolutely. Oh my God! There she is, Ella. Ella. We came to see your trial. 
swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So, help so you this God. is the this is one of the crown's um, witnesses. Ms. Woods, you may begin your questioning. And Ms. Woods is going to be questioning her now. In this case, it's all uh, we haven't seen it, but the uh, witness would have already been um, interviewed or questioned by the other side. It was their their witness, so that's called evidence in chief, and they would have been able to ask this uh, lady sitting here, there behind, on the stand, um, open questions that kind of go through a story. Now, L is really actually only restricted to asking closed questions. What's also really interesting here in this picture is everyone's kind of got their, um, their documents floating around in these giant boxes. That's pretty normal, but it would have been almost certain that the solicitor that got kicked out would have taken all his documents with him, and they're still sitting there. So that's highly unusual. And uh, Elle, all she's got is a piece of paper and a pink bag. So let's uh, see how this goes. First of all, I would like to point out that not only is there no proof in this case, but there's a complete lack of um, mens rea which by definition tells us that there can be no crime without a vicious will. I am aware of the meaning of mens rea. What I'm unaware of is why you're giving me a vocabulary lesson when you should be questioning your witness. Yes, Your Honor. Miss um, Wyndham. Now, Al's got up from behind the table. She's wandering around. Um, was your father there? Not that I saw, but like I said, I went straight upstairs to take a shower. And um, when you came downstairs, what happened? I saw Brooke standing over his body, drenched in his blood. Al's um, a bit lost here, unfortunately. Right. Remember, this is the first time that she's been in front of no, the court. She's so she's not particularly prepared and she actually has no idea about court protocol either all she's trying to do is ask questions and now she's really wandering around did you hear a shot fired no i was in the shower okay so sometime in the 20 minutes that you were in the shower your father was shot i guess your father was shot while you were in the shower, but you didn't hear the shot because um, because you were in the shower. <laughs> okay, so everyone's looking at her as if she's she insane. My hair. Oh, there's a dog. There's a dog in court, people. So in that pink bag of Al Woods is a little chihuahua, by the looks of it. This is. That would never have been allowed inside the courtroom, let alone or inside the building, let alone inside the courtroom. What had you done earlier that day? I got up, got a latte, went to the gym, got a perm, and came home. Well, you got in the shower? I believe the witness has made it clear that she was in the shower. <laughs> Yes, Your Honor. Um, Miss Wendell, had you ever gotten a perm before? Yes. How many would you say? Two a year since I was 12. You do math. 
You know, a girl in my sorority, Tracy Marcinko, got a perm once. We all tried to talk her out of it. Girls weren't a good look for her. She didn't have the bone structure. But thankfully, that same day, she entered the Beta Delta Pi wet t-shirt contest where she was completely hosed down from head to toe. Objection. Why is this relevant? Oh, I have a point, I promise. Then make it. Yes, ma'am. Um, Chutney, why is it that Tracy Marcinko's curls were ruined when she got hosed down? Because they got wet? Exactly. Because isn't it the first cardinal rule of perm maintenance that you're forbidden to wet your hair for at least 24 hours after getting a perm at the risk of deactivating the ammonium thyglocolate? Yes. And wouldn't somebody who's had, say, 30 perms before in their life be well aware of this rule? And if, in fact, you weren't washing your hair, as I suspect you weren't because your curls are still intact, wouldn't you have heard the gunshot? And if, in fact, you had heard the gunshot, Brooke Wyndham wouldn't have had time to hide the gun before you got downstairs, which would mean that you would have had to have found Mrs. Wyndham with a gun in her hand to make your Now, Elle is having a very good time here, but she's basically standing over the witness, yelling at her face. It <laughs> would not have happened in real life. It's all a very interesting story and it's very nice to watch, but in fact, none of this would have happened. She wouldn't be outside from behind the table. She wouldn't be standing over the witness. She wouldn't be la just literally shouting at the witness. None of that would be happening. She's my age. Did she tell you that? How would you feel if your father married someone who was your age? You, however, had time to hide the gun, didn't you, Chutney? After you shot your father. I didn't mean to shoot him. I thought it was you walking through the door. <laughs> okay, so we've got a explosive confession. Okay, that would never happen. Um, your witness, you would know whether your witness did this or not. And if your witness did this, you would certainly not be allowing them to hop on the stand. Um, the witness gets, let, um, gets placed under arrest. The matter gets discontinued. And uh, and the accused walks away on this case. Take the witness into custody, where she will be charged for the murder of Hayworth Wyndham. In the matter of the state versus Brooke Wyndham, this case is dismissed. Okay, so Elle wins again. She's completely unprepared for court. She's wearing the wrong clothes. She's got open-toed shoes. She's got no stockings on. She's brought a dog with her. She had no idea how to witness, question the witness, but. The magic of television, she has won on the day. Look, I really like uh, Legally Blonde, it's a fun movie, you can't take it too seriously and you certainly can't take these scenes too seriously. Um, but it is fun to see what is real and what isn't. I have to admit that the uh, accused is looking really good. She's looking, she's just walked out of a salon, she's got beautiful makeup on, she has um, an amazing dress on, it looks like she's going out to dinner, she's got earrings. Uh, most accused people walk out of jail not looking quite this good. I will, um, I'll catch you again. This is the end of the four-part series for Legally Blonde. It was number four for those of you who want to rewind and watch some of the rest of them. And uh, I hope you guys all had a, uh, some brilliant time off um, and we will, we will be seeing you um, in this new, we're now in 2023, very exciting. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll be catching you later. Thanks for watching.